Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes by equipping people to embrace and manage change. There has been a lot of change going on in the world, and I wanted to share today some specific considerations that I want you to really think about when it comes to change and how to navigate all of this. And this episode is entitled, Shift Happens. And and when I'm talking about the shift, I'm talking about that moment when things take on a different turn. And when you're talking about your teams and your people and your organizations, you have to recognize where the shift happens. Change is not in the public statements or the slogans or the public posturing. Change isn't in new programs or procedures or processes um, or mandates. Change is not in strategies or plans or, or, or looking at new programs. Change happens in shifts. Shifts in attitudes, shifts in thinking, shifts in conversations, shifts in engagement, shifts in relationships, shifts in connections, shifts in writing, shifts in what we tolerate, and shifts in what we stand up for. The shift begins in being open to new ways of thinking, to put yourself in uncomfortable places and spaces, to listen more than you, than you talk, to look at new information with an open mind and instead of automatically defending or deflecting, asking yourself, where am I in this? And and the reason I wanted to, to define where the shift happens is because in all of the change that I have seen in organizations, in all of the change that I have seen happen in teams, and all of the instances of chaos and upheaval and, 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 and dismantling of systems, whenever there is change, it, it happens in this microscopic moment of the shift. And if you've been listening to my podcast and, and you've been following me, you, you've heard me talk about um, the transformation of change and, and the three processes, the, the three steps of change with the, cat- the catalyst, which is the event, the shift that happens in transformation, and then the new normal of application. But so often we bypass the importance of the shift. We overlook the real change that happens because we overlook the shift. And so I want you to think about during this particular episode, I want you to think about your organizations and your teams. I want you to think about the transformation that is going on. I want you to think about how can I really recognize and support the process of that shift within myself, within my teams, within my organizations. And so the easiest reaction when you're encountering a change or a shift or faced with transformation is to say, well, not all people do this or not all situations call for this or not all whatever. Whenever you are faced 
with a with a, a moment of a shift whenever you are faced with a moment to pivot and your automatic defense is not all or but or what about then you're being resistant to the shift you're being resistant to the to the opportunities for transformation and instead of being automatically deflective or defensive why not ask yourself where do i see myself in this where do i see our organization in this where is the truth in this for me that i don't really want to face because the shift happens in that moment where we open ourselves to being able to say you know what there is a possibility the shift happens when we open up ourselves to be able to truly consider that maybe there's something to this. The shift happens when we recognize when we're being pricked or triggered by guilt or by shame. And instead of deflecting and defending, we look inward and own it. So, you know, shift happens when we bypass the blame and the shame when we examine the guilt to find the truth and the power so that we can actually shift that thinking. We can actually re reframe that conversation. When we can instead reset and say, you know what, we need to go in a different way, a different direction and create a different path. So how do you encourage and prepare for and facilitate the shift? when it comes to your organization, your teams, and your people. This is specifically for people who are in situations where you are tasked with leading through the shift. You are tasked with, with, with guiding your people through the shift. And so for most of us, we're going through the shift at the same time that we're trying to guide other people through the shift. And until you understand the process, until you go through and do the personal work yourself, you're not going to be able to facilitate this for anybody else. You're not going to be able to, to really guide them through what it looks like and what it means and, 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 and talk to them about how to process their feelings and, and how to, you know, what to do with all of the things that are, that are running through their minds. So I want you to take notes on this particular episode. I want you to think about where you show up, where, where this is, where you are on the spectrum and how you need to do these things. And then have some honest dialogue with your team and with the people in your organization as you guide them through the process. So how do you encourage and prepare for and facilitate the shift? One, you need to make space for new ideas. Make space. The number one roadblock to change and to shifts is shutting down all new ideas. Not having any room at all for divergent thinking. Not opening it up for people to bring different ideas or to feel as if they have a different approach that they wanna share. You have to make space for new ideas. That means you make space for conversations, you make space for shared experiences, you make space for a safe, you create a safe space for people to share things that may be uncomfortable 
and they may be things that are not really accepted as, as the status quo. So it's up to you to create that space, create that welcoming opportunity for people to share and to say, you know what, this may be off the beaten path a little bit, but what about this? To create an opportunity for people to, to present information and, and to speak about experiences that they have had in an environment where they're not going to be shamed for it, in an environment where they are not going to be dismissed, and in an environment where they feel as if they are actually being heard. You can't make space for new ideas by paying lip service to it. You can't say, we're, opening, we're open to talking to you or to hearing your ideas, and then as soon as someone presents it, you immediately dismiss it. People understand and they know when you're being genuine and when you're not. So making space for new ideas. Number two, be educated and informed. You need to do the research, read the books, look at articles, watch videos, inform yourself about the issues that are at hand. Inform yourself about the things that you really don't know because you don't have the experience. Inform yourself and educate yourself, not by tapping in, falling into what I call confirmation bias, which is essentially when you will seek out information, conversations, experiences, um, research, anything that validates what you're already or confirms what you already think. People online are notorious for this. You will share posts and articles and videos that will support what you already know and think. That's not being open. That's not facilitating and, 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 and diving wholeheartedly and fully into the shift. That's not being open to really analyzing whether or not what you think and what you believe and what you're doing is actually right. There are so many times when we are confronted with something that we had hold, we held true, a belief or a way of thinking that we grew up with and that is ingrained in us or something that we wholeheartedly wrapped our identities around. And when we're faced with something that holds up a mirror and says, you know what, that's not actually right. It is so easy for us to fall in to this immediate defense mechanism of saying, well, I need to find ways of justifying this. I need to find ways of validating this. I need to find ways of saying that I'm not wrong and what I'm doing. And, and what I'm telling you is, is what's necessary for you to grow individually and, and personally, and also what you need to do to have your team and your organization be open to new things. We cannot be open to the shift and facilitate and support a shift if we're not gonna be educated and informed, if we're not gonna look at dissenting um, arguments, dissenting information, there's a ton of different views out there. But unless you're open to being educated, unless you are open to doing the work to be educated, you're not gonna be open to examining what you truly think and what you truly believe to see if it is actually, in fact, still applicable. Number three, do the deep work of self-reflection. 
Now, I know I was talking, uh, you know, I say, you know, this is about organizations and teams and individuals. Well, self-reflection happens in organizations where you do an honest deep dive assessment. Self-reflection happens in teams where you actually look at your the way that you operate and the things that you do and how effective you are to, you know, working together with open eyes and honest eyes. Doing the work of self-reflection happens personally when we question and, and, and really look at ourselves and say, you know, what was my motive for that? What was, what was I trying to achieve by doing that? I know my actions said this, but what did I really feel? What was I really trying to get done? What was my real motive? Because believe it or not, what people say what people do, they're not always indicative of their true motives. There have been a lot of commentary um, and opinions about companies and organizations that in the face of uh, the Black Lives Matter movement that has been taking, um, that has been gaining momentum and the fight for to be anti-racist, that there are companies that are looking at, at, at things at the, at the the climate and saying, we need to put out a statement. We need to do something. But I will say this, unless you do the deep work of self-reflection, unless you do the deep work to really examine not what you say, but what you truly believe, then those statements are empty. Those new policies and procedures you're putting together don't mean anything. How many times have you gone through situations where you've said, this is what we're going to do differently because we now believe this and we are now in support of that. You may even put your money behind it. You may even throw some resources behind it. But how long does that actually last? How long is the change sustainable? How long is it before you go right back to the way things have always been done? Now, let me make no mistake about this. I want you to hear me and I want you to really understand what I'm saying. This process of a shift is not instantaneous. It is not just turning a corner and saying, oh, I've read an article or I've read a book or I was open and had a conversation or, you know, I, um, I decided that, you know what, this is something that we really need to do it takes time. It takes concerted, committed effort. It takes you taking that aha moment of realizing that, you know what, I really do need to do this differently, or I do need to shift my thinking in this, or I do need to be open. It takes going from that one aha moment and nurturing it and feeding it and supporting it and providing resources for it and surrounding yourself with people who are going to help you to facilitate that process and to guide you through it. This is not something that happens just once. That aha moment is, is awesome. And it is a realization when your eyes are opened and you're saying, oh my gosh, how could I have not seen that? It's the same type of conversation that you have when someone says to you, this is a microaggression or this was inherently um, biased, 
or, or in times when people realize that things that they have done for years or for the majority of their life or ever since their company was actually in, 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 in existence was actually something that was discriminatory or it, it did not support human rights. And, and I'm not talking about this from a blame standpoint. You don't know what you don't know. But if you refuse to, to do the deep work, if you refuse to even be open to considering the possibility that there is something different that needs to happen, then you don't want to make the shift. You don't want to be open to change. And in order for change to happen, in order for the process to take hold, in order for the transformation to occur, in order for you to be able to create a new normal, you have to be open to the shift. You have to support the shift. You have to talk about the shift. You have to sit in the discomfort of the shift. You have to reflect upon what is happening in the shift. You have to be educated about the shift. You have to understand where you're trying to go and understand what that looks like. So you have to create a vision around the shift. All of this happens as a process. It's not an event. You can't get change fatigue when it comes to this. You can't look at this and say, this is taking too long, so I'm going to abandon it. Organizations do it all the time. People do it all the time. And a lot of times when I talk about organizations and I talk about teams, I'm always talking about the individual. And you know why? Because organizations and teams are made of people. And if we don't address the people side of change, if we don't address the people side of the process of transformation, if we don't address the people side of making the shift, if we don't address the people side of creating and sustaining a successful new normal, then nothing's ever going to change. We have somehow started to think of organizations and companies as these separate entities all in and of themselves that have their own way of thinking and their own way of doing and their own way of being that is completely separate from the people that organize it, that run it, and that work in it. That is simply not the case. You cannot have transformation and organizational change if you do not have transformation and change in the people in your organizations. People drive change. People support change. People are the foundation of change. And so when we're looking at this shift, when we're looking at this transformation that needs to happen, when we're looking at how do we go from where we are to where we want to be, which is better, that shift happens in the minds and the hearts of every single person in your organization. That change and that shift happens and begins because of you. Nothing happens unless you happen. Nothing changes unless you change. Nothing happens and shift and the shift does not occur if you are not open to new ideas. If you are not open to being educated and informed, not just to find things that will confirm what you already know, but to be open to seeing different ways and perspectives 
of seeing and being and doing and thinking. Nothing happens if you don't do the deep work of self-reflection. If you're not honest with yourself about yourself. If you don't uncover the truth and then do something about that truth. So I've talked about three main things, making space for new ideas, being educated and informed, and then doing the deep work of self-reflection. And my final my final tip, my final suggestion, my final strategy, my final approach, act. Do something. Be an ally, lend support, change the way your conversations happen, show up in solidarity, speak up, provide resources and support and space to nurture these changes and these shifts in this process of transformation. Shift happens. Sometimes it happens in spite of the environment. Sometimes it happens in spite of the roadblocks. Sometimes it happens in spite of all of the different reasons why this is not a good time for us to deal with this. Shift happens sometimes when we least expect it. Shift happens when there is a movement, a moment that turns into a movement. Shift happens when, when people see things and their eyes are open for the first time and a light is shined on the way that they think and the way that they do it, that they have always done it, that they now realize no longer works. Shift happens all the time. Shift happens every moment of every day in all of these small ways that we don't even recognize because we're not open to it. We haven't been trained to look at it. Shift happens when there is that prick of discomfort. Shift happens when deep down in the back of your mind, you think, hmm, there may be some truth to that. Shift happens when, you, when you're encountering a situation and you think about it and you say, ah, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Shift happens when you start to really look at things with new eyes and new perspectives and say, you know what? Maybe that's not the way we should always do it. Shift happens, but it dies if we don't recognize it, if we don't nurture it, if we don't support it. There are always shifts going on in your organization. There are always shifts going on in your communities. There are always shifts going on in your teams. There are always shifts going on in your friendships, in your relationships. There are always shifts that are going on and happening with you. You have to recognize the shift. You have to be open to the shift. And you have to nurture it. And you have to support it. And you have to do the work to continue it. I feel so passionate about this work because I've seen it. I feel so passionate about this work because I understand that on the other side of the discomfort, on the other side of the pushback, on the other side of of feeling overwhelmed, on the other side of not wanting to spend the time and effort doing it, on the other side of holding on to our comfort zones, on the other side of all of this chaos, of all of this upheaval, on the other side 
is true change and transformation. On the other side is success. On the other side is a new normal that is better than what we had experienced and we thought was great. On the other side is an opportunity to create a better world. On the other side is our opportunity to make a mark and to be different. The greatest moment for me is when people not only experience that aha moment, but then that excitement that happens on the other side where they're, they're like, oh my gosh, I, don't, I didn't realize I didn't know this. And how could I have not seen this? And they're, and they're so hungry for more. The greatest moment is when you get to that aha moment and you know that people are primed for the shift. The greatest moment is seeing transformation happen. Not as a process that is tedious, not as a process that is uncomfortable to the point of you really want to abandon it. It's seeing the progress that happens through the process. Just think about anything that you have done that have been, that's been hard for you at first. But think about the excitement and the, and, the gra- and, and, and the sense of accomplishment that you feel when you stick to it, when you persevere, when you push through and you get through on the other side where there is now a new normal and a new place and a new way of thinking and being and doing that is better than you could have ever imagined. I have spent my life being in the shift facilitating the shift, being welcome to the transformation of the shift. And no, it has not been easy. No, I have not always liked it. No, even though I know what is going on, I sometimes resist it. I am in the midst of going through yet another, yes, I'm going to exercise every day because I need to make a shift in, being, in paying more attention to my health. It happens. Shift happens. But the shift does not go anywhere. The shift does not gain momentum. The shift does not turn into a movement. The shift does not position us for long-term, systemic, successful change. Unless we take ownership. Unless we take responsibility. Unless we are open to finally supporting the shift. This time that we're in, people call it unprecedented. This moment that we're in, people think of it as being chaotic. The intersection and the perfect storm of a global pandemic and social unrest and economic uncertainty and the ability to shine a spotlight on areas of our society, of our organizations, of our teams, of the people that we know, of our history, that is causing us to really rethink a whole lot, that is something that is, is it's a shift in action in all of it. 
But it all began because people started saying, there's something about this that's not right. There's something about this that we can no longer stand by and just blindly accept. There's something about this that maybe needs to change. There's something about me that needs to change. You can't mandate this. You can't create policy and procedures for this. You can't just say, pay lip service to this. This is a process. And this is a process that deserves guidance. It, is, it deserves support. It deserves resources. It deserves time to unfold. Honor the shift. Honor the change. Honor and support the transformation. Be open to being better and more than you are. Recognize that there is a greater possibility. Recognize that it is up to you to do the work to make sure that you are creating the opportunity for the shift and for change. I hope this has been helpful. Thank you guys for tuning in. Please reach out to me on my website at carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com for more information, insights about how to equip your people and facilitate change in your organizations, in your teams, and in yourself. Until next time, stay safe, stay sane, and stay sanitized. Bye-bye.